following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Kurt, I'm your man, Coach English, and we are here in the building. We are in the juke. And of course, you know, as always, I'm with my peeps, my bros, Coach Kurtz and Coach Staley. Coach Staley, now, I haven't talked to you in about a week. How's your week been? Man, it's been a uh, uh, blessed week as always. God's been good, family's healthy, sons are eating, wife haven't left me, so that's always good. Um, Florida State and the Redskins won in the same weekend. That hasn't happened in a while. So <clears throat> that's big. Shout out to all the Cowboy fans out there. Other than that, all is well. Coach Kirsch, how things been going with you? Things are good. About to be uh, best time of the year. Uh, NBA already started, college basketball starting, and, uh, and high school basketball getting ready to start. So it's... Uh, the exciting time of the year for sure. Amen, amen. Coach E, tell us about yourself before we introduce our special guest tonight. Hey man, I'm uh I'm doing well, man. Week's been good to me. Uh, I, I can't even complain. Nothing to nothing to really uh nothing to really say. Nothing exciting happened, but nothing tragic happened either. So I'm uh I'm enjoying I'm enjoying life right now. But you can go ahead and introduce our, enough about me. You can go ahead and, and introduce our very special guest. So we have a guest on tonight um, who reached out to me, and I was very glad to get that reach out about getting on the show. Very knowledgeable brother. Very, um, very well respected within his profession um, is Coach Grant Leonard. He coaches um, at Queens University um, over there, up there in Charlotte, one of the top. Um, college programs in the country year in and year out. So um, we're really grateful to have him on the show. Um, Grant, um, introduce yourself and tell us a little little bit something about you. Well, first of all, just thanks for having me. You know, you guys have an unbelievable program. I love listening to it almost every week. And uh, it's, been, it's been a great, because the college season is about to tip off in about two weeks. Uh, we actually tip off in the Small College Hall of Fame tournament uh, located in, in St. Joseph, Missouri on, on November 3rd. Uh, so, so it's about eight of the top 15 Division II programs, and we're excited to be invited to that. But but most importantly, it's the best time of the year. you got playoff baseball, NBA basketball starting, college football really ramping up, and college basketball season about to start. So uh, I'm just excited to be here. Thanks for having me, fellas. Man, thank, once again, thanks for coming on. Um, Tell us a little bit about about your program, man. You guys are like a measuring stick year in and year out. Um, give us a very quick synopsis on how you think things gonna go this year and how you, um, you know, exactly what what do you do? Well, the, the standard is, is very high for our program, and we've been lucky to do that. And in the last two years, we've been sixty two and eight, which is the fourth most wins in all of NCAA basketball, Division one, Division two, and Division three, uh, which which is crazy to think about. The last three years, we've started 13 and 0 in 2015, 16 and 0 in uh, 16, 17, and 17, 18, 16 and 0 as well. We're the only program in all of college basketball that has gone into Christmas undefeated. 
So, so the bar is very high for us. We've got 10 new players, uh, very talented young men. We've got the 3A State Player of the Year from South Carolina, Jermaine Patterson from Bluffton, uh, and, and a bunch of other newcomers that we're excited to introduce to, to college basketball, and hopefully we can keep the standard that high. We're starting off this year preseason 11th in the country. Uh, to be honest, our guys feel a little slighted about that because we've been top five the last three years. So we just told them, man, you guys got to go out and earn that. Uh, you guys got to go out and, and make some noise and, and keep bringing it like like the last couple teams have. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, and that and and, and, and coach's program and the program he works with does a tremendous job of not just recruiting but recruiting South Carolina. You know, they're always in the state of South Carolina. They recruit them well, and their work is you know is proof in the pudding. That's why they do so well. So now that we got that out the way, Coach E, tell us what we got on slate today. All right, you know, uh, we normally, over the past couple of weeks, we've been having our preview of the South Carolina High School League teams, but we're going to take a break today because there was so much in the news over the past week. Uh, we're going to get to two topics. Um, first thing we're going to do in our current events, uh, a, uh, something that came across the wire today at about 621, um, a jury today convicted three defendants accused of pay-for-play schemes to influence high-profile basketball recruits to attend Kansas, Louisville, and NC State. This is according to ESPN.com. Uh, Adidas employee James Gatto, famous, former sorry, former Adidas consultant Merle Code, and Christian Dawkins, a former runner for the NBA agent for NBA agent Andy Miller, were found guilty on felony charges of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud after a three-week criminal trial in federal court in New York. Um, uh, U.S. Attorney Robert S. Commit oh, geez, Kuzami, uh, said in a statement today, today's uh, convictions expose an underground culture of illicit payments, deception, and corruption in the world of college basketball. These defendants now stand convicted of not simply flouting the flouting the rules but breaking the law for their own personal gain so josh i got a question for you do you believe that that there is um is an underground culture of illicit payments deception and corruption in the world of college basketball just overall um in a fairy tale land the answer would be no but unfortunately we live in a world where there is a bad side to things and I'm not going to be naive enough to say it's just limited to college basketball. I think it's at all levels in, in, in a lot of the things we interact with daily that we take for granted. So, yes, I do think there is that culture. And we've said this a ton of times. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I don't really believe that this is it because when now that federal charges are on the table, People are going to start to talk and people are going to start to take um, plea deals. And it hurts my heart on multiple levels because, you know, this is what we do. All of us on this on this um, podcast right here are coaches at some level. Okay, we coach. This is our passion. Most people don't get to live their passion. And when you're passionate about something, you take care of it. These are people that put dirt on the put dirt on their passion for their own personal gain. And I'm not judging, but I I don't look forward to what's going to come from all of this for the game that I also love, for the game that I put so much of my time in, my heart in, that I fight for basically on a daily basis. So I'm 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 hoping things I'm hoping things turn for the better, but I know it's going to get a little bit crazier before um, we move forward. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on things? Yeah, to answer Coach English's question, there's no question that um, there is pay-to-play at college basketball level. I would say college football as well. There is – that does happen and that, that there as well. And and definitely, uh, definitely AAU and high school basketball for sure. Um it's there's people out there that are uh, that are going to use money and ways to uh, ways to entice kids and families to 
to to play for them that uh, is flat out against the rules. And um, so there's no question that that's happening. It's, ju- it's not just college basketball for sure. Um, Grant, you're you're the expert on this. You're, you're at that level. What what are your thoughts? Well, I think expert's a strong word for, to describe me, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I do I do think it's really unfortunate that this stuff is going on. And obviously, being at the college level, there's there's only so many college coaches. So we all kind of know each other, um, so you kind of hope that that none of none of my friends are going to be caught up in any of this because because it's it, it's truly sad. We all get in this business to kind of help kids. We want to help develop them. We want to better their lives through basketball want to use basketball to hopefully help them you know see their life improve learn life lessons in so many different ways and so when money and power gets involved it obviously corrupts a lot of people and this is in every facet of life and so you're just hoping that that it's not gone so so bad that you can't get it back well coach let me ask you uh since you are our expert our uh that was a great great answer but uh we'd like to uh we like we we, we 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 like real information. So, uh, do you think do you think that this is happening at the co- at at a lot of college levels or at a lot of college programs, or is this just just these shoe programs? Like, you don't have to name your friends or anything, but it it I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, we'd like to hope that this is not happening. But in your opinion, do you think this is happening, or is this just being overblown by the media. Well, I do. I definitely think there's some corruption going on, and I, and the question that I don't have the exact answer is is how involved the college coaches are in the process. So, so obviously, this case exposed the fact that the shoe companies have been influencing young men to go to certain colleges, uh, and those they are benefiting. Um, their shoe companies are benefiting because of that. And, and it's whether the, the college coaches know. And I think that if, if that ha- is true, which I do think it is true at a small level, at the highest level, but for the most part, I don't think most college coaches know. Because you know that once you get caught with this, you're done coaching. And how many people are willing to risk their livelihood and their families um, for, for one player? I just It's really hard for me to believe that this is rampant. Uh, but I do believe that there are college coaches that, that do probably do know or hopefully just turn a blind eye would be the way I would think about it. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think they know. And when you do get involved, you kind of know how to will and deal if you want to engage in that. And what you said is so powerful, Coach, that like you put your career on the line and you know if you get caught, um, that's probably what's going to happen. And, you know, it's it's frustrating at times because – young minds are being persuaded and, and being impressed upon in these situations. And the only way the world is going to continue to improve is if we teach the young people who are going to be our future leaders how to do it the right way. I know that sounds fairy tale, but people always say kids change, kids change. No, adults have changed, not the kids. And um, it's just so many things behind this, but on a personal note, do I think it's going to scare away all of the cheaters? No, no, I, I don't think it will. I think it'll put it on a little halt for a little while and then figure another way around, you know, so. Well, well, my thought, I mean, I think that all sounds good and well, and we all can say, yeah, we wish that, we hope that, that this is not happening. I mean, this is happening and whether whether the head coaches at many of these big time programs have 100% information and say, I know this is this and I know this guy is paying this player to come. That might not be the case, but the bottom line in my opinion is these head coaches, the, the assistant coaches, they're, they're the recruiters. Their, their job is to get players. And these head coaches are hiring these guys to get them players and those those assistants have that um they have that pressure on them to get the players if they're not going to get the players they're not going to keep their job so so the head coaches is basically the 
that every if somebody else is paying, they're gonna say, hey, if I don't pay this kid, then I'm not gonna keep my job. And the head coach isn't sitting there, in my opinion, I don't have inside information. The head coach isn't gonna be like, oh well, it's all right. I know you did it the right way. We're gonna keep you. The head coach is saying, whatever it takes, you need to get me my player. I don't know how you got him, but you need to make him get you need to get him. And so so I think it's it's a whole layers and like you, like Coach Leonard said, maybe they don't have straight up information where they know, hey, I know my assistant paid this kid fifty grand or arranged for somehow for him to get fifty grand for us to get him. But at the end of the line, at the end of the day, they know my job is to get the players. If I don't get the players, like you said, my livelihood is on the line. You're making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year as an assistant. If you don't get players, you're fired. And now what are you doing? So I, I'm willing to bet that a lot of these big coaches are gonna roll the dice so that they can have three, four, five, six, ten years of making three, four hundred thousand dollars a year and set themselves up for life. That's my thoughts. Yes, that's that's big, and that's actually just a very real perspective. And I agree with you, Coach E. What, where, where's your brain on all of this? Before we close it out, well, I mean, you know, when you're looking at it, and and you look at the money that they're talking about, you're talking about a hundred thousand dollars to Brian Bowen's father um, to influence him to go. You got ninety grand to former Kansas prospect, you know, Billy Preston. You got twenty grand to Jayhawks player Silvio. Uh, the Sosa, I think I said that right. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of money changing hands here when you're talking about these kids that are making lifelong decisions. But who's the person that takes the blunt of the like? Excuse me. Who does it affect the most? The kid. The kid's the one that loses out. The kid's the one that loses eligibility. Um, you know, and and you know the the, the you you almost have adults making decisions life decisions for kids that the kids have to reap the the consequences of and my thought on it is you know and and i gotta ask you coach because you know you guys run a clean program and everybody does things the right way like do you do you believe that it gives the clean guys a black eye or is it like Whereas now you kind of have to revamp your approach to 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 really put forth that yo we you know we're a very trustworthy program we are about you know your your son or you know it, like does that change like does this incident does 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 this um um event this this thing that's happened that brought light to this dark side of college basketball does this change how y'all do things? I think it only accentuates the programs like us. Like we, we, we can't go get a top 25 kid. Uh, they're not interested in Queens and that's okay. But we have to go out and evaluate kids that are kind of diamonds in the rough uh, that have potential. And we've got to be able to develop those. people to have the relationship with them to build them over four years. So this actually helps our program because I think that there's a lot of, of coaches out there who haven't had to do that in years. They can just go pick a name on the list that other people have evaluated and say, well, I'm supposed to deliver this player. Well, we're not really doing that because we don't have the ability to just cherry pick the top players in the country. And so we have to go and look in places where other people aren't looking to get players that other people don't know about. And we've, we, you know, we had one uh, who's playing in the G League right now uh, who did 10 private NBA workouts, Todd Withers, and he never got another phone call from another team, and he was in Greensboro, North Carolina. And that young man believed in us, and we had a plan for him in over four years. He went from someone no one else wanted to first-team All-American, and now he's in the G League. So for us, I'm kind of excited because I know that we do things the right way, and I know that if this really does clean up college basketball, I know that we have a leg up because we've been doing it the right way for a long time. Well, what do you think, Coach? Do you think this will clean up college basketball? <laughs> I think that there's a lot more layers to all of this. I think that obviously this, these convictions will probably lead 
to more people cooperating with the FBI, which will then cause another wave of of people getting accused of, of these instances, which at some point it, it is a large-scale college coach going to actually lose his job over this. Like Rick Pitino already did, uh, but there's been some other large-scale coaches like Bill Self and uh, Sean Miller that have had their names drugged through this. So will the evidence actually point to them and will – will people actually testify against them? And that's the part I don't know. Um, and, and I guess the, the purest of heart of me is hoping that they're not involved, but, but we all read the testimony and look at it and be like, man, it'd be really hard for me to believe that this is going on without them knowing. Yeah, it would be very hard. And even with, I know we got to close this thing up, but even with the situation with Zion name coming up, you know, Coach K, I know you, I know you claimed I don't have to be politically correct on this one, but Coach K, I know you claimed that, hey, it's a blip and, um, hey, you know, it's not what's going on. But that's not what the federal court system is saying, Coach K. And, you know, and I know it might have frightened you when Zion's name came up because now people are looking at you like, hey, he asked Kansas for this. They didn't give it to him. And all of a sudden he goes and do. Now we're going to have to run a fine-tooth comb through your program. So... It's either going to force it to be cleaned up or it's going to be for, it's going to force everyone to get looked at even harder. And I do think, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do think Coach K cares about his reputation. So I think he's going to try to put everything on the forefront and let people know he's try, doing what he can to run a clean program. But it's tough, man. And when you lift that rock up, you know, when you lift that rock up out in the yard, you see all the bugs and dirt up under it. Most people want to don't want to lift up that rock because they want no part of the bugs and dirt. And right now, mm-hmm. that rock is completely lifted off the ground, and I think it's more digging to um come up. But yeah, because I think I just feel like like there's no way there's no way to clean this up. People who want to do are gonna find a way to do. And so I just think that it's the tip of the iceberg. I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, and um, you know, shoot, are these guys gonna roll now? And just start giving up the goods on everybody because they're trying to save their own skin. You know, it's it. it I, I think there's going to be more. I, I really do believe there's going to be more to come out. Um, but I also feel like no matter how much comes out, I think until they find a solution um, for the issues that are ailing these people, um, it, it's going to continue to happen. Like, I don't. I don't think there is a fix that can fix it. Period. I think you just got to deal with it on on a case to case basis. I agree. Yeah, great point. I I agree. I agree. And Micah, oh, wait, real quick, Micah, um, you you would appreciate this. Um, I had the opportunity to be on uh, the Defy Life podcast last night as a guest, and they had the debate on whether to pay players or not. And I said, man, I wish Micah could have been on <laughs> because because of his stance on it. So it was a very interesting debate, but. I told him I was going to try to get you on for for a debate at some point. For sure, for sure. Yeah, well, we could go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. No, go ahead, segue us. That's the word you always use. Segue us <laughs> to um our next topic, what we came here for. Well, maybe argue about a little bit because I feel a little um arguey tonight. Do you feel arguey? Is that how you feeling tonight? I, I, I don't think I don't think arguey is, is a word, but you know. Man, I hear two chains and Drake make up words all the time. I, oh, I can make up. The okay, word. okay, touche, touche. All right, so no tonight we're talking about tonight. Our, our topic is crossing the line, and that topic came about because uh, uh, in our little group text we were discussing, you know, what we were going to talk about tonight, and we decided to talk about the Rondo CP3 situation. Now everybody know what knows what happened. Rondo spit on CP3. CP3 mushed him. Rondo jab, hooked, whatever. CP3 hit him with an uppercut. LeBron pulled him off. There's a lot of different layers to this. A lot of different layers to this. Question is, who crossed the line? Now, I'll start with you, Josh. Since you say you got a lot to go, go ahead. Well, you don't spin on a man. And, and, and he's being a kid. Rondo said he didn't spit. CP3 said he didn't spit. 
I've heard some ESPN analysts say, hey, it looks like he spit. I've seen it Stephen A and them say it came out his mouth. Then I heard Trey T. Mack and them say, look, I can't tell if it came out. Then I heard the guys, um, some guys say, look, I, I've looked at it over and over, and it doesn't look like spit came out. Did you see Did you see the close-up? The close-up looked like spit came out. Yo, he spit on okay. him, dog. Like, he spit oh, on him, dog. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, see, that's what I said. I don't know if it was spit. I don't know if it was spit. I know. He might have. There might have been some spit that was that hit Chris Paul. But Rondo's also sweating profusely. And if that's he breathes heavily, okay. there's, it can happen. All right, like, so, all right, so question. Just straight up hawked up and spit in his face. No, I'm not saying that he did, but that's what made it so smooth. Like I don't like you, you know I don't like you. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you guys? And, and I mean, I, and like you said, there's so many layers. Did you read Rondo's response to it last night? Uh, what did Rondo say? What did he say? The Rondo vehemently de- denies spitting on him, and he's like, "Listen, if I spit on it, you watch me and watch my body language." When they say that I spit on him, said my hands are on my hips. I'm looking the other way right afterwards. He's like, if I intentionally spit on somebody, I'm going to expect them to retaliate. So if I really did spit on him, would my hands be on my hips? Would I like look over the other way after I did it? Or would I be ready for this man to hit me in the face? And he said, I didn't spit on him. Because you can tell I'm not ready to defend myself because I'm not expecting anything. Now, Micah, so, I, 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 I heard that. From the video perspective of that way, I agree with Rondo. If but, I spit on somebody's face, I'm expecting them to physically retaliate on me. He see, doesn't but, look like he's ready. He's expecting anything. Yeah, but that's what that's the thing. Like, I heard, I did hear that. I heard that. I heard that today on, you know, I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts and stuff, so. I heard it today on one of the shows I was listening to, but I will say this: like, is it? Wouldn't that be what makes it so genius? Like, like, wouldn't that be what like a smart person would do? Like, yo, I got this mouthpiece in, so I could get a couple pieces off on him. He been digging in my ass pretty much this entire game. He been flexing on me this entire game. I don't like this dude. Like, you know, it it, it could have been a slick way to. You know, get that get that off. Like I, I I'm not saying that he did, but I, I just kind of well, feel like Rondo kind of calculated. Yeah, Rondo ain't like no idiot. Get again and say, Coach English, if you're playing and you're you got a rivalry with a dude, and he spits in your face, are you just gonna put your finger in his face or are you gonna hit him? Now nah, let me say this: Did y'all did y'all happen to listen to uh, Shannon and uh, Shannon Sharp? And, and, and Skip Bayless, Shannon no. said. Shannon said Chris Paul should have got twenty games. He was like, "Cause if a man spit on you, you need to give him some dental work." He said, "You need to unleash. You need to give him all bits and pieces of that oh, smoke." Oh. And that's what that's my point. That's what I'm saying. And and, and and Rondo referred to that as well, where he's like, "Listen, if any man thinks that they intentionally got spit on." They're gonna come at you and fight. He's like, so Chris Paul just put his finger in my face, and then immediately after the after the scuffle was broke up, he went over and told everybody he could think of, went over to the to the scorers table and said, "He spit on me. He spit on me." Like, is that that's not the natural response most men will have? They will. Go keep trying to attack somebody, and like Skip Bayless said, get twenty games because yeah. they felt completely disrespected. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think I, it's real. Like this. Layers, but Grant, I both sides. Grant, what you think, Grant? Before I say what I got to say, what you think, Grant? First of all, I love this topic. This is like this is like <laughs> barbershop at its best. Um, <laughs> these dudes got so much past. Like they've been playing each other for years, and, and who knows what? I mean, because first of all, they weren't even the ones who started this whole deal. Is Brandon Ingram and James Harden? So the fact that these two got into it is kind of comical to me. 
because this is this had to have been brewing for years and it spilled over. I, I don't think that Rondo purposely spit on the guy on Chris Paul, but but in the end, if he did, I would think knowing Chris Paul, because you know, obviously in college, when he got mad at a dude, he punched him in the nuts. So it's not like, <laughs> it, it's not like Chris isn't isn't like against hitting people so i would think if he really got spit on he would he would have jacked up rondo right there yeah i agree see that's that the reaction it's it's a few things you can't fake and one thing is that in the heat reaction you can't you can't really fake that and something did come out of rondo's mouth but he got a mouthpiece in it's a heated moment he had been talking to chris paul back and forth he takes a deep breath some stuff comes out of his mouth. I don't think he intentionally did it because, like he said, if you spit on a man, you're looking for him to punch you in the face. As much as Rondo hates Chris Paul, I don't think he's willing to take a punch in the face from him just to um, set it up to make it look like he didn't spit at him. And then secondly, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Like Grant just said, Chris Paul has been – he's he's punched a man in the nuts more than once, Okay. <laughs> He, he's so, so it's safe to call Chris Paul a nut puncher. Okay. So <laughs> we go there. If you look back at the video, see, they don't show this side of the video a whole lot. Chris Paul was really flexing in Rondo's face. Like he folded up his arms. You know how you, you know how you doing that talk? Like what you going to do? I'm right here. He had his arms folded. He was rocking his head side to side. Like, yo, I'm really about to pop off on this dude. I don't know where y'all from. But when a man fold his arms up into your face and start moving his head side to side, it's about to go down. Okay? So Chris Paul was really like trying to trying to big time Rondo while all this while all this ruckus was going on. And then after you do all that flexing. You claim this man spits in your face, and the only thing you could do, <laughs> the only thing you could do, is freeze tag, poke him in the face. After after all that flexing and huffing and puffing you did, now Rondo's initial reaction was a punch to the face. Then Chris Paul was like, "Oh shoot, I just got punched. Let me swing back." Okay, I'm not gonna be extra petty and say they were holding Rondo when Chris Paul got that punch in, which they were, you know. But um. You know, I, I, I just, I, I do think if you spit on someone that's crossing the line, that's too much. Well, you know, was, I don't care how much of a rival are. You're an NBA, you're a basketball player, you're a pro. Yeah, things get heated, but you, you don't want to fight. But spitting, spitting is a, is a bit much. And I don't think the NBA could really identify Rondo as spitting on him. That's why he got four games instead of something like 10 or 15. Well, I'm going to um, say this. Uh, I'm going to say this. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. Like, like. Can I ask you, know. you guys a question? Uh, and I think this is probably the, the problem I had with the, the whole deal. And I don't want to say problem, but it's it's the, my biggest glaring thing. LeBron jumps in and holds his boy CP3 back and kind of protects him instead of going in for his teammates. And yeah, I, I, had, I had a big problem with that. Y'all had a problem with that? Like, that I, would I never disagree. happen. In football, that would never happen. In, in basketball, because of summer basketball, travel, uh, the Olympics, and all this other stuff, these dudes all know each other so well that LeBron now is protecting CP3 instead of his boys. See, and, I, like, Brandon Ingram I, I jumped in, and, like, I don't think you should be fighting when you're playing basketball, but he jumped in, tried to protect his teammates after it all went down. And so so what are your guys' thoughts on LeBron's end of this deal? Well, my, my thought is, and I'm going to be real with you, I equate – See, I think that basketball on the professional level is different than basketball on the high school level or college level, right? Now, yeah, AAU has has caused an influx in friendships amongst players, but I equate it to like a job. It's a job. It's my profession. It's what I do. It's what I get paid to do. And if if I know, like, okay, and I, let's 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 say we put it present day. Although I know this isn't going to happen. Because Josh ain't that kind of guy. Let's say something happens and Josh breaks out in a fight with somebody else. Like, I know that I can calm Josh down. To, uh, I see your point. You know, say so, Josh was in a fight with a teacher at your school. Yeah, yeah. I know I could calm Josh down. So hold on, I'm first go- and foremost, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on. Micah, one, you said that too fluently. 
Okay. <laughs> like, like I walk around attempting to fight. Dude. I'm just sick, Josh. Okay? I'm, I'm second just of saying, all, man. Second of all, I'm going to take, I am appalled that y'all using me as the example. It's an example, dog. Okay? I am an intellectual. I haven't been in a fight since fifth grade because I got in a fight fifth grade, got punched in the face for free, and I said, you know what? Being smarter is, feels way more better than getting punched in the face for free. So, But I feel you. I understand. But okay, what? yeah, you said LeBron was breaking up his friend. Like, and it's same vice versa. I, Micah, I will break a fight up with you. Coach E, and Yusuf, I will break up a fight with you. And Grant, if I saw you getting down, I would, I would break the fight up with you also. But here's the thing that might linger later on. Go back and look at the scuffle. Even though LeBron, I think LeBron doesn't fight because he might really hurt someone. But look at the scuffles LeBron got in in the past. His teammates immediately jumped in that foxhole with him. They didn't try to see what was going on. They didn't say, hey, man, what did you fight for? They jumped in the foxhole with him. And Lakers are 0-3 right now. They're staring at potentially going 0-5. And the only way you get out of slumps is to know that the dudes you're going to war with are willing to jump in that foxhole with you if it's a got dog on grenade in the hole. And LeBron, did, I'm a LeBron fan. I love LeBron to death. But yeah, you grab CP3. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, you got to be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. But you easily could have grabbed your guy. You could have grabbed your guy and made peace with him. Because at the time, Coach English, here's my rebuttal to you. You're right. You're a job. You're, you're a pro and this and that. But at the end of the day, you're getting paid by the same organization as Rajon Rondo right now. So your commitment to be should be to that guy you're getting paid with instead of the guy you go fishing with over the summer. See, but Josh, you can't, you can't. But go Josh I, I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you there. Why I disagree with you there is the fact that Shoot, in a couple of weeks, Rajon Rondo could be in a different could be in a different city playing for somebody else. We talking about right now. We not we not playing the future. You can't you can't look look I Cleo. Understand what Listen. you're saying, but what, my point you is can't, you can't you like, can't predict the future. Like, if, here's my thing, and, and 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 at the end of the day, all we have to rely on is our human instincts. At the end of the day, instincts kick in 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 in, in the heat of the moment. Instincts kick in, and so if I'm thinking about if something was to break out, no matter where, and I know that you're at the heat, like you're in the heated part of the battle, and there's nobody really, like there's nobody to calm you down. I know you're going to hear me. If I know that, yo, see like Rondo, I ain't got that bond with Rondo like that. Like we just be, we just became cool. And I understand the optics of it, but <laughs> the optics of it are messed up, and I understand that. What I'm saying is, in the heat of the battle, in the heat of in that moment, I don't really know you. I know him, and I know what I got to do to calm him down. So, to de-escalate the situation, let me get him, and hopefully, I can get like somebody can get that, and we can somehow figure out a way to get it, get it taken care of. Because, like you know, LeBron ain't the person who get into stuff. He's a person who's like usually the peacemaker. So, and he is extremely cerebral. Like y'all try to tell me all the time, the man's a thinker. You mean to tell me he didn't diagnose the situation as it was happening? Well, here's here's my thoughts because I, I kind of see both points. And, I mean, obviously we like to think of, especially, I mean, we think of our teammates are guys that we go to war with. And we, we've never coached at the professional level. And, like you said, Coach English, the pro sports is a little bit different. Pro sports is a business. So I see a little bit of both points. What I would think, in hindsight, would have been much better for LeBron. Like, yeah, that all goes down. And I've seen plenty of times where there's a scuffle and people are pulling people off and they pull other, other, other players from other teams off. LeBron grabs CP3 pull him away from the scuffle and then go back and get with Rondo and the rest of the team as things are broken up. The one thing that I have an issue with really is LeBron pulls CP3 off and then he takes him, that both that, them two go 
on a walk the entire length of the court, just them two talking and LeBron calming CP3 down. He doesn't need to do all of that there. Break, break up the scuffle. You grab your boy, grab CP3, get the scuffle broken up, and then go back with your teammates. That's my thoughts on that. I, I feel you 100%. Coach English, can I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah, well, the first question. Could I, let, can me, I ask you? let me answer. Well, well, Grant, y'all can answer these two. I, I want to ask a couple jo- questions. Josh, Josh, before you answer, before you ask the question, let me answer your question. Yes, Josh. You don't if, even know you, what I'm If about, you were to get in the scuffle, if he you were to get in the scuffle, Josh, I would be there for you. I would be there for you, Josh, all day. <laughs> Listen, at this point in our lives, if me and you are fighting and we're out, just call the police. Because something, something serious is going down. <laughs> something serious is going down. Just call the police because I'm in trouble and make sure Lena got my insurance um, paid up on time because something is going down. Hey, so listen, this, this, this is what I'm, I want to ask. This is what I want to ask. We're going to have to get out of the line. This is what I want to ask, Coach English, because you said you said he's cerebral and all this stuff. And he's, when Ingram pushed, when Ingram pushed, maybe I have to go back and look at the film. When Ingram pushed James Harden for getting him with the chicken wing, was LeBron on the court? Yes. When Ingram got up in the referee face, was LeBron on the court? I'm not sure. I'm trying to pull the video. He right was. He, he, he was on the court when he pushed um, No, he was on the court. He was on the court. I just don't know where he, he was. was. On the court. I don't, I don't the point know if he was Here's the point Ingram. I'm trying to make. Ingram escalated everything, right? If LeBron is such a peacemaker, he's so cerebral and 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 he's so he's so smart, which I do think he is. He's a smart, intelligent brother. Hey, listen, don't don't boost the my. I said that's your argument. Don't boast of my argument. I, 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 I I'll use LeBron, that later. But why not snatch Ingram up right there on the spot? He's now, young. Thought, now, now, he doesn't I, know what it takes to win. Why not snatch him right up on the spot? Actually, LeBron. like I, he didn't front. hesitate. To, he didn't hesitate to grab Chris Paul. Because like but, I said, no, okay, first off, to your first question, I thought about that. I said, well, why didn't he get Ingram? Why he went on a walk with Chris Paul. Like like Micah said, he went for a walk. No, no, no. That, that, is that the Who goes okay, for a is, walk? Who goes for a walk? Josh, you said you said you said it was the only it, is it one question I mean, or two? Like, is, if it's, is it all, is, Go ahead. is it an encompassing question? Is it both things at once? Or is it two different questions? What are you asking me? Answer, answer them all. Okay, I'm answering them all. All right, first off, with the Brandon Ingram situation, I thought about that, and you're going to think I'm crazy when I when I answer this question. I was like, dog, I said, you know what? Why is it? Why do we feel like you know? Why is it that he didn't get Brandon Ingram from the gate? I know, even if he didn't see him push, um, if he if I didn't see if he didn't see him push Harden, I know he saw him arguing with the ref. And I don't remember seeing the video, but I'm like, yo, he's on the court. You got to see it. And then the next night after the the next night after the suspensions are handed down, how much does Kyle Kuzma go for? 37. 37. All right. As cerebral so as he is. You, so you're saying LeBron sabotaged that? I'm not saying he sabotaged him. <laughs> Y'all continuously say the man is smart. I believe the man is smart. What I'm saying is, you mean to tell me that Brandon Ingram, this is the first time that he had he's had some type of blow up like this? In the heat of the moment, people's true colors show. And Brandon Ingram's true sh- colors show. Now, I don't think everybody in the organization has the same faith in Brandon Ingram as Magic Johnson likes to put out, like he did on first take the other week. And I don't think because you had Rondo and Rondo and, Kool, and, uh, and Ingram was out that game right after the suspension. Hart and Kuzma started. Hart went for 20. Kuzma went for 37. Now they lost. Kuzma went for 37. Hart went for 20. And I'm not saying that that's going to end up as much as all of this is going to linger. I think that is more a, that is a more telling thing. Than what happened because now you got these hotheads over here that we don't need. And if we could find a way to Rondo can't shoot, Ingram's a hothead, he has a high upside, but he's a hothead. I don't know if 
maybe I'm thinking too much, but I'm I don't think I don't think LeBron I just lets that go for you without thinking too much because Ingram's not really a hothead. I do think the expectation of winning is weighing in on these young players a little differently, and everybody can handle getting to getting getting out of that comfort zone the same way. I think I think Kuzma's special. You're right, but again, LeBron. The same thing with Jimmy Butler. You knew you were going into a situation with very young players that did not know how to win. The three top players for the Lakers, Ingram, Ball, and um, Kuzma, are all still in their first contracts. So that means they are extremely young, and they don't know how to win. So, LeBron, you decided to take on that role. So if you're going to do it, if if your theory has any if your theory has any validity, Coach English, if LeBron, if you're going to do it, you got to you got to put both feet in. You don't have you don't have the right to have one foot in and one foot out. You got to lead these dudes when it's dark. You got to lead them when they light. Because if y'all turn it around and win 17 out of the next 23 games, now now LeBron, you're starting to be labeled as the goat again. So you got to lead these babies because them dudes are still babies. You got to lead them all the way through. And I would have liked to see that. I, I agree with Coach Kirst. It is two sides to it. Coach, Chris Paul is your boy. You can't really – you can't put limits on friendship. I understand that, Coach. And they're pros. But you don't walk that man all the way to the score table while he's still explaining to you that he spit on you. And not one time do you look back and check on your teammates. Well, I'm, that's, I'm, that's baloney to me. I'm actually watching it right this second. Okay, so LeBron initially separates. LeBron initially separates um, Ingram from the the middle of the ruckus, and then Lonzo Ball then pulls him to half court. Okay, so at this point, when he was arguing with the referee, LeBron does come in and separates Brandon Ingram from the situation. Levar Ball then comes in and pushes him to half court, and then that's when everything with Chris Paul and Rondo happened in the middle of the court. All right, so I, he did come in and do something, but I, I see, like, I just think that, like, that's a heated moment. And now I do agree with you, Micah, great point. I don't think I walked my homeboy all the way to his bench or all the way to the locker room or whatever. Like, we ain't going on no walk. I, I'm going to say, Josh, you good? He going to tell me you good? He good? Yo, I'm good. I'll be like, all right. And I'm gonna go back and check on my team or, or 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 my people or whatever, and make sure we good. Because at the end of the day, the team chemistry is as important. If we're well, trying coach, to coach coach English, I I I I I hate to call you um full of it. How? But um, I'm I'm looking at the video. I'm, I'm, Lance I, I Stevens didn't... grabbed Ingram, not LeBron. And LeBron was the first one on the scene. No, I I'm looking say, at it right I didn't now. Say he grabbed him. I said he I'm separated. At, like when. No, 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 no. When, 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 when Ingram pushed um, James Harden yeah. and got up in the referee's face, LeBron yeah. was the closest Laker to Ingram. Yeah, and LeBron, and LeBron not, separated the two He put his hand up. He put his hand up. LeBron was the closest Laker, to, and he walked up, and then Lance Stevens came and grabbed Ingram because you no, know no, why? No, no, listen LeBron to me. LeBron is standing I, in the middle of the Houston Rockets trying to be friends with them dudes. He's worried about what Melo and Chris Paul is thinking. I, I don't you think ain't got time for that in the middle of war. I'm looking at you. Ain't got time for that in war. I don't know, man. You ain't got time for that in war. I see it, but let's get back on topic, man. The spit was too far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Me and Coach English always argue about this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. The spit, the spit. If he spit it, that's crossing the line. I technically don't believe he he intentionally really spit it on this dude. I think they already had they already had beef and um. Escalated Grant, give give us some thoughts before we close this thing well, out, well, man. I'm first, sorry. I'm well, sorry. Coach English is No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I personally feel like Chris Paul ain't want that smoke. Like that's why he ain't punch him in the mouth when he thought he did him. When he thought that he that he that he spit Coach on Coach English. Coach English, Grant is talking. I did you just okay. Go ahead. Coach English, be quiet. <laughs> I know that they're pros, but at some point they got to come together, and you can't just piece these teams together like puzzles and think it's going to work out, man. These dudes got to come together, and they they got to really love each other, and they got to make plays for each other, and they've got to sacrifice for each other, 
And you're going to see guys like DeMarcus Cousins take less shots than he ever has before to try to win a championship. And they won't work if he doesn't sacrifice for his teammates. And LeBron will have to bring his team together. And if they don't believe that LeBron is a part of them, they won't fight for him. And it's crazy to sound, but he better he better he better fight for his boys if he wants them to follow him. I agree. LeBron better fight for his boys. Like I said, I know they pros, and I know this and that is on the line. But like Grant, you made a great point. When they're fifty games in and they're fighting to make the playoffs, if Demarcus Cousin walks up and slaps one of the Lakers, I see I see the Warriors being being with being with Demarcus. LeBron, you ain't got time to be trying to grab um, Steph Curry or, or somebody else, man. So he's gonna he's gonna have to teach because that's what that's the role you took, LeBron. You're the veteran, you're the older guy. You're gonna have to teach these guys how to win at the highest level possible. If you wanna if you wanna put a stamp, I mean, I think his legacy is already established. I'm not I, I I'm an E crow, and I'm a, and I'm just gonna have to agree with um Coach Kurtz and tell him he was right. And I'm just going to eat crow. I'm probably never going to compare Michael Jordan and LeBron again because I think it's, I think I think it punishes. I think it punishes the game. I think it takes away from both players, and it's not even worth it. You know, both of them are great. Why even take away and 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 in the greatness and the possibility of me enjoying both by comparing? So I'm never going to do that again. But um, we just gotta, we just gotta. Um, I, I just believe, like I said, the line was crossed in Chris Paul theory. Rondo felt he didn't do that. His question marks on both sides. Um, everybody, what? No, yeah, everybody got suspended. What, Ingram got four, Rondo, what, got three, and Chris Paul got two? Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, those guys will be back soon. I heard, I heard Ingram's um, interview, and I do think he was sincere, and he felt, he said it. His words were, hey, look, I got out of character, but I did it for my teammates, and Ten times out of ten, I do that for my teammate. I stand up for my teammates again. So that's going to be the mindset of what it's going to take. Because here's what's beautiful about here's what's beautiful about sports. Yeah, the super teams were created, but in the process of the super teams being created, what was everybody saying about basketball? Oh man, it's getting soft. Those guys are friends. Yada this, yada that. You know, it's just not like it was in the '80s, in the '90s, in the early 2000s, the '70s. The game isn't the same. Those guys are soft. However, because of the formation of the super teams, evolution is occurring again in the game of basketball. The only way you're going to be able to beat these super teams is literally with a fight mentality. You aren't going to beat Kevin Durant and and, and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Clay Thompson and now Boogie Cousins with a cute mentality. You're going to have to be ready to strap up, put the brass knuckles on, and literally fight these guys tooth and nail and do whatever it takes. Sweat, bleed, and, and, and cry and do whatever it takes to win these games. So I that's what makes sports beautiful. And I'm not quick, that's why I'm not quick to jump in on that 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 popularity train to say, oh, the game is softer now. No. It's just how it is. The game always evolves. At one point, I know y'all remember this. All of y'all are old enough to remember this. But at one point, what, in the 80s when Alex English and those guys were scoring, people were scoring, what, like 120, 130 points a night? You know, we easily could have said, oh, the game is soft. They're not playing D. Then when the 90s, late 80s and 90s came around, dudes were struggling to score 105 because it was such a defensive game. Now it's an offensive game. Now it's going to get back to guys scrapping and try to fight. But was the line crossed? I don't know. Should you ever spit on anyone? No, you shouldn't spit. The only time you should spit in a fight is in a boxing match is when you're spitting in the bucket. Okay? Um, so I, I'm like Coach Curse. I really don't believe he spit on him. But in the same breath, if Chris Paul felt he got spit on, you got, you got the right to defend your integrity. But I really don't think Chris Paul wanted to fight. Michael, you got any closing statements? Um, I do do have something interesting that I just popped up on my phone, but we can close this topic. Go ahead. What you got? What you got? Oh, I mean, Star Original was talking about uh, the shoe companies and everything. I don't know if you guys just saw this, but Rich Paul, co-founder of Clutch Sports, uh, co-founder with LeBron James, I guess. 
Um, they just brokered a deal for 2009, well, 2018 top prospect, um, number 13 prospect in the 2018 class, Darius Baisley, who was committed to Syracuse. Then he decommitted and was planning to play in the G League this year, straight out of high school. They just brokered a deal for him to sign a $1 million shoe company internship deal. So he's not going to play at Syracuse. He's not playing in the G League. He signed a three-month deal to work at New Balance for $1 million and will then train and then enter his name in the 2019 draft. And, uh, and Rich Paul says, Rich Paul just said, which is definitely true, that this is this deal is the product of a broken system. So, I mean, you can't be mad at Darius Baisley. He's about to make a million dollars instead of going to college, instead of going to the G League, make a million dollars for three months, and then – get top-of-the-line training and get ready for the NBA draft 2019. So that just popped up on my phone, and that's extremely interesting. That is – we'll see if that becomes a trend for sure. Yeah, I saw that because Jim Beheim was pissed. Yeah. Jim Beheim. That's something to go – I'll give you a chance, Coach Stanley, but I just was reading that too. Like, if you're a coach and you're really in the best interest of your kids – you're going to be mad at a kid for taking a million dollars straight out of high school for three months rather than signing with your team and helping you win games. Yeah. Would he have helped you? Yeah. But if you're a coach and your best interest is to put these kids in the best position to be successful, a million dollars goes a long way. He can always go back to school. Sure. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Jim Beheim was pissed, but I don't think Jim Beheim would tell – one of his daughters not to sign a not to sign a contract like that, not to sign a deal. So um, he was pissed, but it's a broken system. It's a broken system, and the system is going to have to be fixed um, very very thoroughly in order for everyone to feel like they aren't. Well, not every, you're never going to have everyone feeling like perfect or like they're not being slighted. But it's a broken system, and you're you're 100 right. I mean. He's going to get to train. He's going to do a three-month internship. And he's going to get a million bucks out of it. And he's going to, like you say, he's going to, get, he's going to train with, 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 with the best, with elite training, um, get all type of tips from pros, and then he's going to chase his dream. Um, most people don't get to do that. And he can go back, and he has the revenue to go back to school and get a, deg- get a degree if he chooses, So um, if he manages his money well. So I agree. I agree. That is, that is tough. That is tough, but um, I guess we're getting to our closing statements. Um, our shout-outs at the end, and we'll bring the show to a close. Coach G, what you got for us? I think Coach E. I think Coach E took the um, no the quiet thing. No, I'm, I'm here. I thought you. Y'all usually don't start with me. I usually go last. Oh my gosh! So you didn't just hear me say what you got, like. You, I, I don't know what you got going on over there right now. Coach E, well, yeah. I'll start then. I'll you, start. You usually I'll, start. I'll do, what are you I'll talking about? Like, I, no, it's you all usually good, start with the shout-outs because I got to end the um, show. What are you talking about? No, nah, it's all good. I know the weather's changing, man, and y'all up top dudes, man. Y'all act a little different when the weather starts changing, man. No, no, no. So. See, y'all, 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 the people, you see, the Washington Redskins and the Florida State Seminoles start winning a little bit. You start acting a little different. It's cool, though. It's about time. It's about time. It's all good. All right, let me go ahead. Let yeah, me go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Let me go ahead and get into my shout-outs, man. Um, well, actually, let again, the guests go first. To like, um, the cop. I'm, I'm, all right, go ahead, Grant. You can go first, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, thank you so much for having me, fellas. Like, uh, unbelievable entertaining segment, but we talked about some real stuff. I hope that some people that were listening got got a little bit of knowledge that could help, you know, kind of push forward. Not with with crossing the line, obviously in a game, in a heated moment, which you never want to do, uh, and then also with the the, the corruption scandal 
um, and and its first uh, chapter kind of closing. But uh, you guys, you guys do an awesome thing here, and anytime I can be a part of it, I would love to. So thank you so much for having me. No, man, we really, we really thank you. We really thank you for being a part, man. We appreciate those kind words, Coach James. Can I, can I do my closing statements now? Yes, sir. You can do your closing statements. Coach English. Okay. Yes, right. sir. I was making sure. I was making sure. All right. So, like I was saying, man, you know, um, once again, prayers out to the families um, of the of the cops that were shot, the police officers that were shot in um, Florence County, out in Florence. Um, another cop passed away. Um, I think early today or late yesterday. Um, a young lady, um, an investigator, she passed away, and you know, just just from trying to do her job. So prayers to that family. Um, continued prayers to to the brother that lost his life, which was one of my frat brothers' um, brother, man. So you know that one kind of hit close to home for me. So so continue prayers, man, and, and just pray for this crazy world. Uh, you know, focus on love and not just, not just, you know, not just hate, man. And um, closing statements, um, shout out to our listeners. Thank you for continuing to support us. Thank you for Defy Life, for all that you do. Um, thank you for never inviting me to be on the show and just Coach English and Coach Kurtz is all good because I'm pretty sure Coach English is behind that and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, I hope y'all hear this when y'all listen to this show. You know, shout out to y'all for that. And um, shout out to Coach English for not allowing me to get on the show. Um, and Grant, I got one question for you before you get off, man. And you can answer it real quick. Um, I know as a coach, sometimes you get caught out there, and you 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 don't you might not get to change. Have you ever um, worked out and demonstrated anything while you had on khakis? <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it's rough, man. Have you ever do, had to demonstrate like a squat or like a mile run while you had your khakis on? <laughs> yeah, and, and now and we do this for Coach English so he can know he's not alone, man. Well, he's let not me the say, only, he, he might be alone with the mile run khakis on, but. Um, let Everything me say this. Else, All I can, whatever, whatever coach, whatever coach Grant just said, uh, we didn't pick up. So I don't know what he said just now. So we can continue. Lawrence, please stop, sir. And, and my prayers throughout to him and all of his people. Unbelievable tragedy. And, and I saw him speak about it on social media. And just, just uh, anyone who serves and protects our uh, uh, any. Uh, thank you so much for all your service. Amen. Coach Kurtz, take us out with your words, and then Coach English is going to close it out for us. I appreciate it. Great, great, great to be on with you guys, as always. Coach Leonard, Coach Staley, Coach English, best of luck on your upcoming seasons. You know I'm always rooting for you guys for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coach E, take us out, Bubba. I would like to say um, that uh, our, from the Staley and English show, just as Coach Daly said, just as Coach Grant said, um, that uh, our prayers and thoughts go out to Officer Farrah Turner, who um, died recently, after three three weeks after being shot uh, with six other officers. Um, we could only pray for um, her family and everything else. And if there's anything that the Daily and English Show can do, um, please make sure to contact us. Um, so just shouts out to you. Um, Shouts out to shouts out to those that are recovering from hurricane season. Um, it has been a tough, rough one, and uh, uh, if you've made it through, you know, thank God that you made it through. And for those that kind of haven't and have lost some stuff, you know, prayers, shouts out, stuff uh, goes to you guys. Um, and you know, always remember that the Stanley and English Show is here to do whatever we can for the community. So if there's anything that we can do, reach out. So uh, we're going to close out the show with if you want to join the conversation. Please hit us up at the Staley and English Show, the Staley A N D English Show at gmail.com. Uh, leave it, send us your comments, shout outs, um, topic ideas, uh, whatever I think next show we're going to go with a, uh, with a topic. Uh, we're going to go with an audience topic, so we'll post that on, uh, on social media soon. Um, also, want to say that you can, like you know, as always, you can catch us on iHeartRadio. Um, so, Shoot, hit us up on there. 
But as always, as always, as always, for me and my bros, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Peace out, man. Appreciate y'all, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Talk to y'all soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. What the fuck? Shh. You hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, spit that verse, or close that deal, the only voice that matters is yours. The Fire Life.